Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode number 62. Thanks to the mouse. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight are Matt. What's up, everybody? And Tom. How's everybody doing out there? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. Howdy, guys. A little bit, uh, a little bit late this week, but we're going to get it done. Yeah, I, you know, I got sick, and we had some travel, and Thanksgiving holiday, everyone's stressing for that, so we're still here. I think it's just perfect. I think that I'm glad we're getting it in. And I'm glad that um, Tom's no longer sick, because I know that stinks. Yeah, being sick is rough. I, I can't imagine what that's like for that to come come on suddenly. So tonight, we thought we would, in the spirit of the season, talk about some things that we're thankful for at Disney World. We have not talked to each other about this at all, other than this is what the episode is going to be about. So I'm very eager and anxious to hear what Matt and Tom have to say about this. Particularly Tom, because I don't think he's done any planning for this at all. So before we get to that, let's go, as always, to Tom with the news. Tom, Tom what have we got this week? week? Yeah, so let me let me explain to our listeners why it feels like I've done no planning for the actual topic. It's because I've been working on the news for a few days now. I mean, as much news as Disney decided to come out with on the uh, very busy weekend. So I've got quite a bit of news to share. We'll go ahead and jump right in. We're going to start in Epcot. Matt, I know a lot of this is what you've been waiting to hear. Uh, so two new nighttime spectaculars announced for Epcot. We've already discussed in our podcast that Illuminations would be ending next year. And Disney announced this past weekend that it'd be, they would be bringing two new nighttime spectaculars to the park in the next two years. First up in 2019, Disney will debut a limited time experience called Epcot Forever, which will feature classic Epcot themes. This new show is meant to showcase the best of Epcot while celebrating its unique history. And then in 2020, the new permanent nighttime spectacular will debut. It'll be called A Celebration of Disney Music. This new nighttime entertainment offering will show how Disney music inspires people around the globe. It'll feature large floating set pieces, custom-built LED panels, I believe kites with special effects, uh, and choreographed moving fountains, lights, and pyrotechnics, as well as some lasers. So far, the confirmed Disney IPs that will be featured throughout this production are Coco, Hercules, and Moana. I'm excited for this because anything that brings back classic Disney songs is always something I'm going to be fired up for because, I mean, there's a lot of things that I'm going to talk about tonight are the classic things that I love about Disney and I'm very thankful for. So I'll be thankful in light of this episode to get to Disney World in 2020. A lot going on then. And, you know, with that being said, this is the last year that you're going to be able to see a holiday illuminations. So... Make sure you get there this Christmas season to see Illuminations for the holidays one, one last time. A new Beauty and the Beast sing-along attraction will be coming to Epcot's France Pavilion. It'll play in the theater that is currently home to Impressions Day France. This new show will play in addition to the French film and is being created by Don Hahn, the producer of the animated and live-action Beauty and the Beast film. What? There's been no timeline provided for when this new show might debut, but to Matt's point earlier, this is more classic Disney coming to Epcot. You'll have some Disney fans that would probably be against this as Epcot has kind of been the Epcot Animal Kingdom, I guess, or the parks where you, it's not Disney in your face uh, as much as the other two. But Beauty and the Beast is certainly extremely popular. I'm interested to see if this changes anything over at Hollywood Studios with Beauty and the Beast. But again, that's pure speculation on my part. 
You almost you almost think it would have to, but yeah, it's just speculation. But you almost think you, you don't want Beauty and the Beast at two different parks. Beauty I don't and the know. Beast had a long run at Hollywood Studios. I just don't know what else. I, I I don't know. I don't know which direction they're going. I mean, maybe you put in some kind of maybe you put a Frozen show in at Hollywood Studios. That's, that's I, mean, I don't know. I agree I with you though. About. Hey, well, if yeah. you uh, if you go retheme Tower of Terror, maybe you put a show right next door to it that makes sense. Well, well, and I I guess. You know, this this gets into the point. Is Frozen still popular enough to have its own show? I mean, the wait times at Frozen have been kind of trending down, right? You got Beauty and the Beast has had its own show for so long. I think that what else would it be? Mm, I, mean, what I, else? Know. I don't know. Tangled. I mean, really, a mashup of Disney princesses, something like that, would be cool. Well, staying in the World Showcase at Epcot, O Canada being replaced with a new updated film. It looks like the current O Canada Circle Vision attractions days are numbered as it's been confirmed that a brand new O Canada film will be coming to Epcot's uh, Canadian Pavilion sometime in the near future. Again, I, there was no timeline here. Uh, just just another change that's been announced. And then this is a really exciting piece of news for the more, more the thrill ride junkies. Uh, some new details have been revealed about Guardians of the Galaxy's ride. You know, Disney confirmed in 2017 uh, during their D23 Expo in Anaheim that Guardians of the Galaxy inspired attraction would be added to Epcot's future world. Gotten some more updates through that time. Uh, what we can expect is still kind of unknown because it is still an unnamed attraction. But the trade show, the um, IAPPA trade show, had the ride vehicle that would be used in Guardians of the Galaxy. Pete speculated on this either last episode or the episode prior that it, it will, in fact, be able to twist. It's gonna. I don't remember how many it seats. I think it seats four, and, and yeah, you're right. It's It's got the ability to kind of turn, and I think what Disney said about this, and I don't, I don't remember if Bob Iger said something or who said something about it, but I think the point of this is that it's going to turn, you know, it's not going to be continuously turning while the ride's in motion. It's going to be turning to kind of keep your focus on where the action is during the ride. So, you know, you think about a ride like Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, where you're constantly moving, you're constantly facing new screens, things like that. I think that you're going to be seeing something similar with this ride where your your car is constantly turning to face wherever the action is. So the way I envisioned it, I guess the execution of the attraction would be similar to flying in in the spaceship, the Guardians Galaxy's spaceship. So, I mean, kind of jolts and turns. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully it's not overly aggressive and people aren't coming off puking. Quite uh, a I think movement. they kind of they kind of learned that lesson with Mission Space. I don't think you're going to see it be that that violent. Hey, good point. Moving to Magic Kingdom, Magic Kingdom Hotel gets official name and theme. The name of the new property is Reflections of Disney Lakeside Lodge. It will be a deluxe level resort. It'll be themed around the natural world, and I believe I read that it'll include more than 900 rooms and maybe some Disney Vacation Club villas as well. So that's exciting. It's always it's always exciting to get a new resort at Disney World and this speaks to how popular Disney World is now and how popular they anticipate it being uh, adding capacity like they have been through whether it's you know Disney Springs hotels good neighbor hotels or actual Disney World resorts and then also you know the Star Wars hotel that's coming that's gonna be two yeah. large resorts that are gonna yep. be pricey as well pricey so that's good news staying in Magic Kingdom Space Mountain is open a new exit when leaving the ride this I actually noticed this on my last trip to Disney World, but I didn't realize it would be permanent. Uh, there are no more speed ramps. So if you remember leaving Space Mountain riding the speed ramps, they are gone. So a little bit more walking. I don't understand I don't why know. they did that. 
I don't know why they did that either. Yeah, I don't know why they would. I mean, that's a long way. If you think about I was how Brett far it is from exiting the, last time, where I mean, if you think about how far it is from the exit of Space Mountain to where you actually leave the, I mean, that's a long way. Those speed ramps helped a lot. Well, not only that, and but it's it uphill get too. Back in line quicker, like that's just. Was there injury? There had to be something. No, I, nothing that, nothing really came out on us, unless for some reason they were able to free up more space for Tron. I don't know why they would have done that. No, it might be like because I'm, I'm trying to think. Is it just pushing people out too quickly? I, I mean, I'm sounding dumb now. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, it, it'll come is, to fruition you, soon. We'll figure it out. You will notice that uh, when you exit Space Mountain. Moving to Hollywood Studios, quite a bit of uh, news came out for this park as well. New projection show will be coming to Hollywood Studios. It'll be a nighttime spectacular, the wonder world of, wonderful world of animation. And it'll, I believe May 2019 is when it is supposed to begin, which will be a part of the park's 30th anniversary celebration. It'll take guests on a magical journey through more than 90 years of Disney animation, all beginning with, of course, Mickey himself. And featuring the beloved Disney and Pixar characters from films like Wreck-It Ralph, Coco, Incredibles, Frozen, Cars, Little Mermaid, Sleeping Beauty, uh, and others as well. This projection show will replace the current Disney movie Magic Show when it debuts next year. I love the Disney projection shows. I, I like that they're trying to keep them fresh and they're moving to new ideas. It, obviously, Wreck-It Ralph was extremely successful in the Magic Kingdom projection show. Coco's popularity is there. Incredibles Frozen. I, mean, I, I think they'll do a really good job here. and that, That's certainly exciting. Uh, the big news, I would... Do I save it for the end? I don't know. Here we go. New details have been revealed for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Disney has confirmed some additional details that two new attractions coming to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. The, uh, you know, when it will be opening next year and still speculating there, but they did give the names of the attractions. First up is Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. It'll place guests in a, in a one of three unique and critical roles. Aboard this iconic StarCraft, there are videos and teaser videos available that Disney released, so I encourage you to check those out. And the other attraction they confirmed the name on is the Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, which will put guests in the middle of an epic battle between the First Order and the Resistance, including a face-off with Kylo Ren himself, and videos also, little teaser videos are available on that too. So I watched the, I watched both the videos the Rise of the Resistance one didn't really do anything for me, but the Millennium Falcon video got me fired up. Like, I think this attraction is going to be incredible. They, as much as, as much as that has gone into it and some of the different folks they've partnered to make this attraction happen, I have very, very high expectations for it. I think, number one, you're finally going to be on an attraction where you have consequences. So if you were to crash the Millennium Falcon or you were to do something i mean there's a little bit more freedom than there is saying like a mission space where if the pilot doesn't touch the button the button still gets pressed and works so i am really excited yeah and I'm, I'm in the same boat as you guys i'm excited and when pete shared with us what he saw i mean this is the kind of ride that i'm going to want to just stay in the park all day and do over and over and over again until i can figure out every possible scenario of what can happen well i mean and here's the thing these rides had better be awesome because this is basically a billion dollar bet by disney right i mean if you think about the cost of these new lands they're they're pegged at about a billion dollars each so a billion dollars at disneyland billion dollars at disney world so these attractions better be the best attractions ever one of the things that i was kind of thinking about and i can't remember if we've talked about on this pod, on our podcast but what are they gonna do with star tours because i really don't think it's gonna be anywhere near 
the rest of Star Wars land. We we mentioned this, and we couldn't really come up with a, a good answer to that. I, I really don't know. Because, I mean... So, I think Star Tours is still... It's it's important. One, the queue at Star Tours is un- unbelievably overrated. Oh, I mean, underrated. Yeah, it's say, it's a great queue. And the, <laughs> the end scene that Star Tours had running there for a little while led you almost to to Galaxy's Edge. And I think that they will funnel people through the exit of at some point of, from Star Tours to Galaxy's Edge, and it'll make sense. I hope what they do is um, take what you know the people mover from Space Mountain and bring it over there and kind of warp speed me into Star Wars land so I can get there even faster. Honestly, I love that. If Disney's, I love that idea. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I will go out of my way to get on those people movers like in airports. I, like I don't it. care if it makes me slower. <laughs> You'll wait in line to get on it. You, you, absolutely. Staying with the Star Wars theme here, it's just kind of a neat tidbit. Retractable aluminum lightsaber with light-up LEDs will be available and involved throughout Galaxy's Edge. I know we've all wanted a real lightsaber, and I'm hoping at one point they actually make them, but we're, we're at least still trending in the right direction. I'm just hoping that this isn't going to be like what you, as a kid, had, where it's, you know, it's pretty cheaply made. I want a real lightsaber. That Have you guys seen a prototype on this? It better be that cool. Matt, like you want a real lightsaber, like chop some arm off lightsaber. Not necessarily that, but something close. You know, something that can just go through somebody, but not injure them. Matt had to chop a lot of wood this weekend. I think he's thinking about how much easier a lightsaber would have made that task. A lightsaber would make almost almost every task easier. I mean, really, every task. I would, I'd damage so much stuff with a lightsaber. Like, I don't need one. We've all learned a little bit more and a little bit too much about Matt. But I mean, like, season. accidentally is what I'm saying. Like, I'll just, like, be on the interstate, whip my lightsaber out, and just cut my car in half. That'd be horrible. All right. We're going to move over. Uh, still staying in Hollywood Studios, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway has been confirmed for fall 2019 opening. Because of how loosely Disney is using the term fall of 2019, would not be surprised if this opens in conjunction with Galaxy's Edge. That's my opinion. I'm done with this ride already. I already hate it. I we, we don't need Pete's opinion because obviously this replaced his one true love. I hope this is I great movie ride. Maybe something he's thankful for, even though it's not there anymore, but we're thankful for the experience that he had, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, wait, to, wait, to uh, ruin my, like steal my thunder. Well, I, well, that's I, sorry. Didn't know, you know, Disney still, Disney still has not given much detail, uh, but it is nice to know that they have confirmed fall of 2019 opening date. Hopefully more more to come there. Uh, and then a couple pieces of general news. I'll leave the, the funniest slash scariest one for last. Uh, one, PhotoPass photographers will be replaced by machines starting this month. All right, this is pretty scary. You said you're going to leave the scariest for last. This is pretty scary. Like rise of the machines here. You know, I, I think my biggest fear is the quality of the picture that people are going to get. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like professional photographers are... I mean, I think about like some of the iconic areas, like people get engaged at Disney and I'd much, I mean, you have that one moment and if, if the machine happens to, to not focus correctly, it's ruined. So th- those are some of my initial concerns. Now from the rise of machine. Yeah. That's kind of scary too, Pete. They're all going to replace us all soon. I'll be honest. Like there's a commercial that's airing on TV where I live and probably where you're living too. And this guy bragging about making AI technology and robots. And I think that person, you know, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but you got too much time on your hands. Like, we don't need all these machines and robots to do everything for us. 
Well, the other other bit of news that we have, Disney Skyliner confirmed to be opening in late 2019. And and what's the biggest what's the biggest piece of news that came out about the Skyliner that you're going to be eating your own hat so about? They're not going to be air conditioned. And I I I don't know what I said I would do. We'll have to go back and listen to the episode. If I said I was going to eat a hat, I'll eat a hat. I mean, I <laughs> I that's frustrating. I will not be I will not be partaking in the Skyliner. I know they have they're going to have a ventilation system and they are extremely shaded. I mean they they will have great tint on the windows and Disney designs on the side, but I'm not doing it. You're not putting me in a hot box in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> I, I will I will take the bus cuz they're air conditioned very well. And then the last scariest bit of news. It's not funny, but you but I'm worried they're going to laugh when I read it. Guest crashed motorized scooter into monorail door, which caused door to unhinge and fall off at the Grand Floridian. Oh my so, gosh. Just rest assured the monorails are in great working shape. Well, they've already ordered replacements at this point, right? So, you know, I, look, I don't the know how crashing a scooter off. into the door makes the door fall off, but apparently that's Their scooters a thing. can't go that fast. <laughs> but yeah. And if you're a listener, we're not. If you're the guest that did this, if you're a listener, hope you're okay. Well, send us an email. Let us know all the real details. Like, we'd love to have you on the show if if we have a listener who did this and it happened. We'd love to hear what actually happened, how fast you were going forwards or backwards. More details or no? Were you going reverse? Maybe reverse off the monorail. That would make more sense to me. Did the machine take over? Did did you lose control of the machine? I think we're we're losing control of this podcast. That's we all just I have. have for so the many news. questions and no answers. That's all I have. That was a lot of news. Most of it was Hollywood Studios related, which is good because we need it. All right. Well, with that, let's pause for just a minute to hear from our sponsors. So your family is coming to Orlando, and the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. Destinations with Character Travel Agency is your one-stop shop for Disney vacations, cruises, and more. With clients ranging from the magic makers of Hollywood to the business executives of New York to families from all over the U.S., people trust the travel consultants of Destinations with Character to make their magical dreams a reality with the patience, care, and attention to detail they deserve. With over 50 years of experience in Disney and worldwide travel, are over 30 travel consultants trained to give the best prices and service possible. Destinations with Character has the tools to make the difference for you. Find out how to take the stress and hassle out of your vacation. Simply contact them to let the magic begin. Destinations with Character Travel, making dream vacations come true every single day. Visit their website at www.destinationswithcharacter.com or email them at info at destinationswithcharacter.com and be sure to tell them that the Mendu WDW podcast sent you. 
All right, well, let's go ahead and get into our main topic for tonight. And again, we have not talked about these at all. We have not shared these with each other, but we're going to be talking about what we're thankful for at Disney in the spirit of the season. So let's just kind of go around the horn here. We'll go one by one. And Tom, I'm eager to hear what you're thankful for since I don't think you did any planning for this. Yes. So I'm going to go number one, and these are no particular order as Pete mentioned, but one thing I'm really thankful for, especially in the mood I'm in right now is Ohana. Yes. We recorded near dinner time and yes, it's almost Thanksgiving, but I am really thankful for Ohana. Cannot wait to pop into Ohana on the pending and oh, upcoming Disney trips, not pending anymore. It's official. Hopefully if we can get a reservation, I think, I think the Polynesian, the, I mean, you can't go wrong with all you can eat steak, chicken and shrimp. Uh, and, and the sides they provide there. And then they the Polynesian does offer unique drinks and a unique atmosphere. So all of the above make me extremely thankful for Ohana. I mean, I think between the two of you, if y'all cannot get this reservation, y'all just need to retire from, from podcasting. No, we have the reservation. We want a different time. Yeah, we do have reservations. We have just, two reservations. We have two right. reservations. What time, what, just... what time are you guys, what, what do you have reserved right now? We've got a 9.35 and a 9.45 right now. We're trying to get about 7 o'clock. So, like no one else in America. We're the only ones that want the 7 o'clock, I'm yeah. sure. Guys, if y'all, if y'all are listening to this podcast and you have a 7 o'clock at Ohana and you want to work out a trade here, we might be able to get you on the podcast and you can make that happen. So let me let me go next because I want to continue Tom's food trend here. And, and I thought about this long and hard what my favorite snack was at Disney world, because I I did want to talk about what snack I was thankful for. And I, and I think I have to go with the Norwegian school bread at the Kringle bakery cafe in the Norway pavilion at Epcot. I am very thankful for this. Every time I go to Epcot, I get this. I, I can't, good. I can't say enough about it. I, I know that some people think it's overrated. I don't, I think you're wrong. I, I think this is probably the best snack at Disney world. Yeah, it's I mean, good. Listen, What's your favorite I, snack, Tom? I don't know, but I mean, I haven't gone with anyone in my last four trips to Disney World that didn't actually stop and get the school bread. And it's been like different people. That That's the thing. And, and everyone's absolutely loved it. It's not for me. I do believe it's extremely overrated, but everyone else loves it. So I, it's it's me, not not you. It's, well, it's you me. Don't, you don't like coconut, right? I don't like coconut. And, and that is a big part of it. What's your favorite snack? What are you thankful for? We can all we can all mooch off Pete here. Well, I already gave my Ohana is what I'm thankful for. You go ahead and say it, Matt. We know you're thankful for the turkey leg. I'm thankful for the turkey legs. <laughs> I'm really Shocker thankful there. for the turkey legs, and I didn't put it on my list, and I'm really bummed. But I wanted to get it out he, there, and that doesn't count listen, as mine, guys. He's thankful because only takes like six bites and then throws it away when he gets in line at the next traction. Well, all right, Matt, what you got? That, on that note, um, one of the things I'm thankful for about Disney is just how clean the parks are. I mean, Disney parks are so, so clean because you have people like me who throw their food away, but also because of the custodial engineers at Disney World and the, the cast members that keep the parks clean, they're second to none. And it really does create an ambiance and just an, an experience that you don't really realize until you leave and go somewhere else how clean Disney is. And that's something I'm just, I'm so thankful I don't have to worry about stepping on gum. I mean, cigarette butts on the ground, like you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. So that's one of the things I'm I'm pretty thankful for. Tom, we want to mix up the order. Or we want to come back to me. No, I want to go. I want to come back to you. I would put you on the spot here. You are. You guys are really hoping I drop the ball. I really am. So, I guess 
I'm thankful for Magic Kingdom. I'm thankful for all four of them, but I'm thankful for Magic Kingdom because somehow that park has the ability to make everyone feel like a kid again. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I've never been able to determine if it's like the sights, sounds, or smell on Main Street. But the second I walk back on Main Street, every great memory I've had at Disney World comes back to mind. I, it's it's I, there are Disney Disney temper tantrums for sure, but it's hard to not enjoy and be happy at Disney World. And I think Pete and I made mention of this to a couple of our buddies the other day. If you plan Disney World correctly, it's really hard to not enjoy yourself. And we've had tons of episodes on Disney for the non Disney Disney, you know, romantic Disney for a couple of days. I mean, if you do it the correct way and plan, it's hard to not enjoy Disney. And something about Magic Kingdom brings back all my happy memories at Disney World. I have I ever shared my wife and and my theory about why kids always melt down at Animal Kingdom? No. Before you say it really quick, I thought you were going to say, have I ever shared my experience at Tony's Town Square with me? I have shared I have shared that plenty of times. So my wife and I have this theory, you know, you always get these kids melting down at Animal Kingdom. And here's why. You have princesses at Magic Kingdom. You have princesses at Hollywood Studios. To a degree, say say yes. I'm reaching we'll, a little. We'll bit. all agree. Okay, Epcot does have some Disney characters and some oh, yeah, princesses. For sure. Absolutely. So you get to Animal Kingdom, and what do you not have? There's no Disney princesses there, and so these kids, they've been inundated with Disney princesses. They get to Animal Kingdom, there's no princesses, and they just melt down. And that's it's why over. that's why you always see kids having meltdowns at Animal Kingdom. So I used to feel like Animal Kingdom was a bigger meltdown for me personally because I've probably melted down there because of I I know it's the biggest biggest park but it feels small the walkways feel tight and it's always so hot there so I'm not thankful for that but all right well Pete what's your next what are you thankful for so the next thing that I'm thankful for and I want to kind of piggyback off of Matt here Matt talked about how clean the parks were I just want to go and say that I'm thankful for the cast members at Disney that go above and beyond the call of duty to make sure that every single guest there has a fantastic experience. Look, Disney, Disney is not cheap. And we all know that the costs continue to rise. The people that work there don't necessarily get paid what they should because every employee, I've never had a bad experience with any employee at Disney world ever. I can't say that about any other company that I've ever had a react, any kind of interaction with, but I've never had a bad experience with a Disney employee. Those those folks deserve every penny they make and more for going above and beyond the Call of Duty to make sure that every guest has a fantastic time. Yeah, I agree with that, obviously. And secondly, I think one of the most important things about Disney, and I really can't say this for majority of companies that are in existence, but I really do think most people that work at Disney World enjoy Disney. And I think that's part of the reason, especially some of the some of the older folks that maybe in their second career, maybe have retired and they're you know retired to Florida, and you can just tell that the Disney folks and the, and the cast members really enjoy what they're doing and the and the memories they're helping to create. Hey, that's my retirement plan right there. Yeah, yeah you can't you can't say enough about Disney World cast members from the the folks who drive the buses and will do Disney trivia the whole way to. When you mess up and you do a dinner reservation the wrong day and you call them and they fix it for you like Pete had happened. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm with you. I've I've never had a poor experience. Customer service is ridiculous. And companies, uh, these large Fortune 500 companies actually at, will bring Disney in 
to teach them how to train employees because it, it, I don't know how they do it because Pete, to Pete, they should be paid. They deserve every penny and more, like Pete said. And it's hard to get people to that level of customer service without compensating them greatly. And I mean, Disney employees don't make it a lot of. I mean, they, 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 it's not a job for you know for someone who's out there trying to get rich. I mean, it's a it's a really hard job. No, it's not. You really have to love what you're doing. And and look, I think that everybody. Every, at least everybody that I've ever had any kind of interaction with at Disney World genuinely loves what they're doing and genuinely cares about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. We talk about it all the time. And, you know, we have a good buddy that, you know, I talk about keeping the park clean. And I, I remember him when I say that because he, that was his job in the World Showcase. And he's never had a bad word to say about picking up trash. I mean, if you really, you're picking up trash and you enjoy it. I mean, that's something, there's something to be said about that. Um, and I mean, I'll go ahead and, you know, kind of segue here. Um, one of the things I'm very thankful for at Disney World is the World Showcase. And I say that because I'm not a I'm not a kid that traveled to a lot of countries, you know, when I was younger growing up. A lot of my earliest experiences with, you know, different cultures was at the Disney at Disney World, the entire, you know, Walt Disney World, but also more, you know, more focused at World Showcase. I was able to talk to cast members. I was able to learn about different countries. I was able to see, you know, scaled monuments and scaled buildings from, you know, buildings around the world that are so prestigious and so, you know, timeless. And I got a greater respect for people outside of America for my trip to Disney World the World Showcase. I'm super thankful for that. And I still am. I still love the World Showcase for that reason. Yeah, it's hard to go wrong with World Showcase. Well, you know, the only time where the World Showcase wasn't, a blast for me is that tweener age where you're too too old to do kid cot but you're too young to enjoy some of the adult things throughout the world showcase look i was i was going to say the same thing when i was younger world showcase was not something i enjoyed but but now you know i would say epcot is one of probably my second i mean magic kingdom is always going to be the favorite park right but i would say epcot and particularly World Showcase is right up there with it because there, there just is. There's so much to experience. There's so much to see. There's something new to discover every time you go there. Mm-hmm. Conversations, yeah, man, my, they'll, they'll talk to you, you know? Oh, it's, it's, it goes back to the cast member thing too, but I mean, it, it's incredible. I mean, you can learn so much about other people's culture, food in their culture, the drinks in their culture. You know, when, the, when you do have the kid caught, you interact. Those people are so great with kids. I guess my my next thing I'm thankful for it's the it's the Disney details and what I mean by that like one of my favorite Disney details are like the hidden Mickey's that kind of stuff throughout the park on our la- on, on my last trip the other couple that my wife and I went with I mean absolutely fell in love with looking for hidden Mickey's and it's something I I would take for granted because I'm like oh there's one here there's one there you know they, but then it was like a quest. Every attraction, every, and it was like, man, it's a lot of fun. You know, we were going through the World Showcase, and we were going at a slower pace than, you know, say when we did the first Mindu Disney trip. So you had time to take in some of the details of Disney World and the Hidden Mickeys, which was a big part. I mean, that's through looking for the Hidden Mickeys, you observed so much more about Disney World. No, and I, I talk about this a lot. I wish that I could get down to the parks enough to be able to take my time through the parks and enjoy them as, as they're supposed to be enjoyed. Right, I I wish that it weren't that rush to get everything done, get everything in. When I retire da- down to Orlando, it'll be uh, that'll be the case. I guess it's me again, right? Yeah, 
Looks mm-hmm. that way. Still, you guys still haven't stumped me yet. Still haven't stumped you. So the next thing that I'm going to go ahead and say I'm thankful for is Disney transportation. This is a huge part of the Disney experience. So you think about it and, you know, you can drive into into Walt Disney World, park your car and not have to worry about anything until you have to leave. In fact, on our on our upcoming trip, I'm not even going to have a car. Disney's going to pick me up from the airport. They're going to take me down to the park. I'm going to ride Disney transportation the whole way or the whole time I'm down at the park. And then they're going to bring me back to the airport. So I'm extremely thankful for Disney transportation. Like Tom talked about earlier, you can, you can ride the bus. And a lot of those bus drivers will do Disney trivia with you the whole way to the parks. I think back to our experience riding on the boat and, and the interaction that we had with the, uh, with the, with the woman that was driving the boat. You don't get that anywhere else. Like if you're riding, I went to the zoo today. I rode a tram at the zoo. The woman just drove the tram. She didn't do anything else. Pretty much every time that I'm on Disney transportation, there's there's something that comes up to make that experience memorable. It's not just riding a bus. It's riding a Disney bus. That boat reference is a good one. That's something we've told, so we've talked about on the podcast, told so many people. It was one of the highlights, think about that. One of the highlights of your trip going to Disney World was spent on transportation to the boardwalk, like on a boat with tons of strangers. And somehow the Disney employee found a way to make it fun for everyone who was close enough to hear the dialogue we were having with her. Every time I've been to Disney world, the transportation rocks, obviously like, you know, there might be, you know, you wait 20 minutes for a bus to come by, but you're only going to wait 20 minutes. I promise you that you're not going to wait any longer, which is a big, was a big plus, but everyone's always amazed at like, wait, I don't have to drive from here to there. No, you don't. You you really don't. When you look at what's coming, you look at the Disney Skyliner that's that's coming. Well, to take a step back, look at the monorail. Look at the minivans that are out there. I mean, there's so many different options, and everyone is uniquely Disney. Yeah, and where else and do Disney's you see adapting. those options? They they invest in the transportation so it is memorable. What, one of the things they did here recently... Well, it's recently to us because we're not down in the Orlando area all the time. But if you go down to Disney Springs, they have dedicated lanes for the buses now where your day-to-day Orlando traffic is not does not have access to. That, it makes it, you don't even want to drive then. You're like, oh, I don't have to worry about this light or this traffic jam. Nope, you're in a Disney bus lane. So it's, I'm, I'm right there with you. Let me, um, and I'll, I'll kind of, you know, move off Pete's topic to say like, you know, the Disney bubble is something I'm thankful for. I love, you know, go to Disney World and not have to worry about anything, whether it be from transportation to where am I going to eat? Where am I going to stay? What park am I going to go to? I don't have to worry about it because I plan just to be at Disney World and I can do whatever I want. And I think that just being in a place that caters to you as a consumer is so important because you don't have to think about anything else. Like you are in Disney, you are in a bubble. Like that's why we call it the Disney bubble, but you can forget everything you left behind, whether it's, you know, something at work, whether it's some, you know, personal thing, you're in Disney world and you're going to have a blast. You're not going to not have fun in Disney. Yeah. I had a whole episode on it. I mean, how <laughs> I many, yeah. but how many, how many vacations can you have or how many vacation destinations are there? And okay. You've got your full service resorts where you go and you don't have to worry about anything, but the only, the only vacation I've ever been on where I felt like I was inside of a bubble and literally didn't have to worry about a thing, was when I went on my honeymoon to Sandals. Literally from the second we landed and hopped on the Sandals transportation, you know, bags were put in our rooms. I mean, literally 10 minutes after we 
walked onto our resort. You know, we had already changed and we're on the beach and eating, you know, eating food. I mean, it was, I never, ever even thought about anything except my, you know, being, being in an awesome place for my honeymoon. And, and that's Only the same, that's, that's the same experience that you have at Disney too, right? Yep. You, you land in the airport and if you, you get linked up on Disney's travel to your resort, once you're, it's over. I mean, if you, even if you get there at 7 a.m., you leave your bags at the front desk. When you get home from the park, if you go open and close, those bags are in your room. And I think one of the things that's really improved the Disney bubble is the Disney wristbands you wear. Where you, like Pete's talked about before, he doesn't have to take his wallet. He doesn't have to take anything with him. He just goes. Those wristbands are dangerous too, though. Yeah, magic, magic pens are extraordinarily dangerous if you have charging privileges on them. So, anyway, what else we got? My next thing I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for the, let me, let me put it like this. There's not enough of this in the Disney park, which is... I don't know if that even fits in our episode, but I'm thankful for single rider lines when they're there. But I wish there were more of them. You know, like rock and roll, it can significantly cut down your weight at, you know, a test track, a rock and roller coaster, an expedition Everest, and a flight of passage when it's open. But I think there needs to be more of them. Well, and this is big time if you're, you know, if you're with a group of your buddies and it doesn't matter who you ride with. You know, if you're if you're traveling with a child or you're traveling with your family. That, that kind of changes whether or not you ride single single rider ride. Yeah, that kind of changes whether or not you use single rider lines, right? But for the person that's willing to separate from their group, who's detailed and has plans, and they know they're going to have fast passes for this ride later, where they can ride together, or it's their third or fourth time riding it on that trip, or it's a family and you have you know two kids that don't like the same rides, and you know parents can wait with one while the other one goes and rides it quickly, and they can get on the other thing. I, I agree with Tom. I love. That in fast passes. I mean, I love they kind of go hand in hand, but any way you can get on the ride faster is a win for me. And so I'm thankful for single rider lines. Well, and and to piggyback off that, something you said, I'm the my next thing on my list is I'm thankful for fast passes. Look, this is not a perfect system at all by far. We've we've kind of seen the evolution of this system over the years, right? From from the paper fast passes to where we are now with the My Disney Experience app. I like the current system that we have. I think it encourages people to plan in advance. It kind of discourages spur of the moment, last minute trips to an extent, but look, I'm a planner, so I'm always going to plan. So to me, this, this really does a lot for me. So I'm thankful for the fast pass system. I like knowing, Hey, I'm not going to have to wait in line for these, these three rides every single day. And I'm going to have the ability to, uh, to get more fast passes as I go through the day. I would think actually, Pete, that you would be very thankful for the entire my experience or my Disney experience system where you can really control your Disney experience and you can, you're such a planner, man. You are the definition of a planner and we all are, but I think that you would be thankful for just the ability to have complete control of your Disney trip at your fingertips, 365 days out of the year. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely am. I love, I love the ability to control everything from the app on my phone I know that people have problems with it. I know that people think it's imperfect that they, you know, it leaves something to be desired. But I tell you, ever since Disney's put this app out, my Disney trips have gotten a hundred times better. So I guess it's me and then we'll go to the, the last round for everybody else. So um, I got two left. You each have one. Am I right? All right. So one of the things that I'm going to say, and we've kind of touched on it, we're all danced around it and talked about it to a certain degree. But for me, it's the Disney nostalgia factor. And I say that in the sense where, 
you know, most of the parks stay the same from a character standpoint, an attraction standpoint, a type of parade standpoint, a type of show standpoint. I know what I'm buying when I buy a trip to Disney World. When I go to the park, I know what I'm getting. And I'm getting Splash Mountain. I'm getting Space Mountain. I'm getting Big Thunder Road. Or I'm getting Tower of Terror. You know, I'm getting some. I'm getting the things Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion. And I know that I'm going to love that ride from the first time I ride it to the last time I ride it, no matter if there's a thousand rides in between. And the same thing with the character meet and greets and the cast members. And it's the whole nostalgia of knowing feeling like a kid again, like Thomas talked about earlier. Like when I go to Disney, I feel like I'm 12 again. And I just love that because Disney delivers every single time. I, I can't, I can't say anything against that. I mean, you're absolutely right. Now, granted there has been evolution over the years and there've been changes over the years and we're seeing a lot of changes right now, but you know, you think of magic kingdom, the core of magic kingdom is still the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Cinderella's castle. It's, you know, the mountains. It's so cool. No, I'm right there with you, Matt. So my last thing I'm thankful. Well, it's not my last, it's not the last thing I'm thankful for, but for the, for this episode's sake, you know, this is number five. And this one, I didn't come to realize until I was a young adult and had to plan my own Disney trips. I'm thankful for the variety of hotel options Disney World has. Because if Disney World only had deluxe hotels, deluxe hotels, I can promise you, I would not be going nearly as frequently as I've gone. And it's still hard to go more than once in a year. Um, that That's a stretch. And so without the value resorts, without the good neighbor hotels, without the Disney Springs area hotels, it would make Disney much less affordable for the average family. So I would say the variety of hotel options they have and the different price points that Disney has set, they do, I mean, I understand it, Disney's still expensive, but they tr- they try to give different options for what your vacation can be, what your interests are, and what your price levels are. So I've, I've been extremely thankful since I've, you know, got on my own two feet and become a young adult wanting to go to Disney World. Yeah, I mean, we don't we don't all have to drop 800 bucks a night to stay at the uh, contemporary, right? <laughs> fortunately, fortunately. <laughs> I think that's a good one. I, that, that was one I actually thought about. I agree. So the last thing on my list, doesn't it's not really Disney related, but uh, I'm, I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful to come and, and do this podcast every week, talk about Disney and share our love of Disney with our listeners. I look forward to this every week. You know what? That was actually, you know, we're hand in hand there. We both think the same way. Um, the last thing I was going to say, without Disney, we wouldn't have this podcast. We wouldn't be able to reach our listeners. I wouldn't be able to talk about Disney with you guys. I wouldn't have the group text. This is one thing that brings us back. You know, we try to be weekly, but, you know, we've connected with so many people on social media, so many people through email. I mean, we have amazing sponsors that love Disney like we love Disney. And I'm thankful for our sponsors so much. Without them, we couldn't do this podcast. It would be a lot harder to do this podcast, I should say. But we're just thankful for the connections we've I've been able, we've been able to make, and we're thankful for our listeners. Like goodness gracious, like it's so it's so cool to me that we have listeners that want to hear us talk about Disney, and you know we try and do a good job for you guys every single episode. Well, uh, yeah, I guess I'm the selfish one here. I I did not uh, see they must have prepared together, so they had that <laughs> one didn't. as their final one. We did not actually. I'm glad I went first because I would have copycatted that because I'll echo both of what they said. I mean, we're so appreciative of our listeners, our sponsors, Disney World. Thank you, Walt, for creating uh, such a fun place. And uh, I guess I'm thankful for these two knuckleheads here that that, uh, like to get together and do a podcast because I I have a blast doing it. 
all of our wives know it's something we, we prioritize. Thankful for our wives for allow, for allowing us to do this each week because it, uh, it does cut into a, <laughs> it cuts into a couple hours of, of our evenings or, or whenever we record. You know, we do have to kind of get three different guys and our wives on the same schedule for this. So uh, thankful for them as well. And and again, thank you to you guys for listening. Without you, there's no point, right? Yep, absolutely. We would just keep this to our group text that would uh, would constantly be blowing up like it already does. You know, we'd, we'd probably still do it. It'd just be the three of us listening. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be, uh, we, we wouldn't have to do the whole get the mic out and do the podcast. I we'd mean, just well, no, be, uh, we'd, talk we'd probably still have to do it for our moms. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Any any uh, Anything else, guys? Well, on that note, uh, I know we typically we have a secret of the night. This week, we do not have a secret. Uh, instead, we want to hear from you guys, our listeners. What are you thankful for at Disney World? You know, Matt is predominantly the one who will interact with everyone on Twitter. But please send send anything you're thankful for. Uh, you know, we, we know that Disney means a lot to you, too, or you wouldn't take time out of your day to listen to our podcast. Uh, and then also, you know, we just hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving with your families as well. Yep. We do have trivia questions. We do have a trivia now. question. Trivia. Yep. And this one's tricky. So the trivia question from last week was, what were the uh, ride vehicles on Spaceship Earth in Epcot called? I didn't know this one. I, I, neither of you knew didn't, this one. Didn't work for, I, I didn't know it either. They're called time machines, which makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. no, it does. I mean, I just, I guess I've, I've missed that every time I've ridden it. Yeah. The, what did you, uh, Pete, what did you initially think they well, were? It's, I mean, it's the Omnimover system. Okay. That's right. You called them Omnimovers. Okay. So that, that was technically right, but people, or time machines rather is what we were looking for. Uh, so thank you for all who participated and for the trivia question this week, what city is Walt Disney world located in my, my first answer was wrong. So if that gives you any hint, I got this asked is, this recently um, and I knew it, it was good. You can tweet us, you can tweet us with your, with your guesses at uh Mindu WDW podcast or email us at Mindu WDW at gmail.com. Again, the question is what city is Walt Disney world located in? So that's it. That's all I have for a uh, trivia and secret of the night. All right. Well, I think that's all we've got for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at mendoWDW at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.